listening to. You are listening to Mother Load Mystery Week. Holy Jesus. What the hell is that? We can't make machines. What is that? They're born meat and they die meat. If you meet a good old Galaxy Girls, a sexy space odyssey. Whoa. <laughs> oh, that's in two days. What's up? At Winter's Tavern. Oh, cool. Actually, all right, all right. Want to roll back in? Yeah. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> on Saturday, well, it's, it's not at Winter's Tavern, but there's that Sonora Bunny Hop pub crawl. Oh, cool. Sounds kind of cool. I, I'm probably going to be watching a fight or something, so it's yeah. not going to happen. But uh, want to come watch a fight, by the way? You do anything that night? Um, yeah, actually, I'm doing a salsa social. That's thing. pretty dope. That's How, pretty dope. <laughs> it's kind of right. kind of random. <laughs> no, 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 that's cool. I've, I'm fully committed. All right, Otherwise, no I totally would. No worries. Um, it sounds cool. It sounds like it's gonna be really busy. Like it's all like the five main bars in uh, in downtown Sonora. And so I guess you buy a wristband and it gives you like like cheap shots and uh, deals on like beer. You get one one pint or whatever. I don't have the details completely now, but like one pint for like a discount and then like a dollar off every every drink after yeah, that. Yeah, I, I got the deals right here. Um, well, I thought I did. <laughs> it's fifteen dollars gets you in on the fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what this thing says. Yeah, a souvenir mug for the first hundred customers. Yeah, so. This is going to be at Winter's Tavern, Embers, The Office, Hot Shots, now known as Intake, and the Snore Tap Room. Intake. Intake Grill. <laughs> get it? Because you intake alcohol? I get it. That's crazy. I can't wait for them to change the Hot Shots <laughs> sign on the top because I really don't like that sign. Hot Shots. As, as a designer, <laughs> oh, it really, yeah. really bugs me. With the, it's got like a football and a soccer ball or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It just, <laughs> no hate because I eat there all the time, mm-hmm. but I just... The second they put that sign up, I was like, oh, really? Awesome. Way to go, guys. <laughs> cool. Anyways. This is this make, is, making friends right off the bat. This is April 7th. Support <laughs> support everybody local. That's, we want you to. Even when they got, you know, a crap graphic design. You know, not everybody can afford the best designers. <laughs> well, even the bunny hop logo is a stock image. The pub crawl starts at 9 p.m. and goes to 1230 a.m. It goes through all those five bars. And uh, registration is at 830 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. at Embers, where they take cash and card. It's $15 for registration that gets you a lot of cool stuff, gets you discounts off uh, drinks, and gets you in a raffle and all sorts of cool stuff. So check that out if you like alcohol in downtown Sonora. And supporting local. That's true, and yeah, local business. Except for, oh no, Bourbon Barrel's not involved, because screw them and, and their owner, Doug Kennedy. Do we want to get into that? No, no, let's let's let's, let's hold off a little bit. Let's let, let that let's simmer let, a little bit longer. Let's let that one cook a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have a great show for you guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just getting we're off to a rough start, but we're getting somewhere. Um, <laughs> you went to that show um, a couple weekends ago. What was it at Winter's Tavern? The Spring Breaker or Spring Break Everything show. Yeah. It was a weekend event, so two nights. I went both nights. It oh, was that's dope. it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um the first night I stayed the whole time, the second night I left a little bit early. Yeah, yeah. But I had fun. <laughs> Did you like that band Hexes at the at the first night? I left halfway through their set. Did you like the beginning of it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked all the all the bands over there. The other one was it, Small Crimes. It was really? all like kind of chill electronic music, huh? Yeah. 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 I really like all that stuff. Those guys seem really cool. They're just creative and like It's like a like a 
I don't want to say down tempo, but like a slower, more dramatic Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, not really rock based, but still like mm-hmm. the same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. The hexes or just all the all the bands oh, in general yeah, yeah. kind of played. Yeah, for sure. It was. I really enjoyed it. I like that type of music a lot, and I'm glad people up here are doing that. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah, I th- I think they're from down south. Actually, I don't know. I don't know exactly. So it seems like there's a couple uh, rock shows coming up actually. Um, after the pub crawl on uh, Sunday, April eighth at Winter's Tavern, there's a it's not a rock show, but there's a, a jazz show. Uh, it's called an afternoon of jazz with the Free Radical. Look like a cool little little band that plays jazz, I imagine. And there might be some other stuff going on down there. If you're interested, uh, April 13th, there's uh, the Great Electric Quest with Wet Meadow at Winter's Tavern at 7 p.m. Uh, and uh, April 13th, there's a Friday the 13th Halloween Hextravaganza at the Water Wheel Saloon. And uh, on April 14th at 9 p.m., there's a Hell on Wheels Cold Revive uh, and to be announced. Maybe another band playing at Winter's Tavern. Um, 9 p.m. So, I don't know. Sounds like a rock show. If music's your sort of thing. There's a lot of stuff going on at Winter's Tavern lately uh, and around town. It's really excited for it, especially the summer's kind of, well, spring. Yeah, it's, it's warm enough. It's not freezing cold to be out. Uh, it's pretty cool, the the stuff they're doing. Yeah. Uh, I've, they've had you know good stuff going on ever since. I, I feel out. like it's kind of facilitating other venues to be doing the same. That's thing. true, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't notice near as much uh, events popping up as up until there. It seems like they're going really hard, and uh, yeah, it does seem like it's kind of motivating other people to. I'm stoked on it. Uh, yeah, you know, I miss when there used to be shows all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. There's more in the in the goat saga of Crystal Falls. Um, not a lot more, but. Uh, you know, tensions heightened, and uh, it turns out that uh, a couple days after our last show, I think a couple days, um, one of the chairmen of the Homeowners Association uh, stepped down from his position because um, he just couldn't deal with the douchebag that is uh, Mike Dalby, who's apparently the head of the Homeowners Association. Uh, yeah, apparently uh, Mike Dalby is just, just on the world's smallest power trip. About goats. Uh, about the about the goats, and he has to have them gone in spite of uh, you know the wishes of all the the homeowners uh, members. And uh, so yeah, Doug Doug just can't uh, can't handle it anymore. So he said uh, he, he would step down. Um, Can we read off his letter? Yeah, you want to read it? All right, it's public, you right? It. You want to do it? Yeah, I'll read it. Okay. So this is coming from Douglas Satterfield. Um, this is in quotes. Yeah. Man, this was a means to a quick end. It is with true regret to inform members of my immediate resignation. I can no longer perform my duties as vice president and represent a president which has no intentions on performing his duties with integrity. I am also frustrated with the officers that either encourage or support his unprofessional behavior. I am confident the current board will continue to make promising strides, keeping the HOA fiscally responsible. I am concerned the current board's judgment is clouded by previous toxic interactions with the community. Please refer any comments of my resignation to Mr. Dalby. Respectfully, Douglas Satterfield, in quotes. Yeah. So uh, you can tell he's frustrated with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's, I mean, oh, a lot of people are, you know. There's a lot of comments that are upset that he's leaving, too. Yeah, a lot of people uh, said he was a good guy, and uh, they felt that he was a kind of a voice of reason, and they were upset about it. Very soon after, apparently his wife was on the board, too, and she uh, she stepped down as well. 
And then after a couple of days, he said, okay, I, I got a little crazy and uh, stepped back up. So he's back on the board <laughs> fighting, <Hey>. against, <laughs> fighting against the Local treasonous government. Mr. Dalby. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to see how that goes. I'm going to try and get uh, to the HOA meeting next uh, session, if possible, and get to the, ins- the insider scoop on uh, what's going on down there. But uh, yeah, it all started with the goats, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. There's a lot of comments on here about the Dalby... Is it Dalby? Dalby? I don't know. Mike Dalby. Dirtbag. We'll call him that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people saying that he's trying to get rid of the horses. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm reading through the comments on this, and it's like every other person's mentioning it. Mentioning it. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> I mentioned my words. <laughs> I think that'd be really weird for them. Maybe this was something that he was trying to do in the past. Yeah. Um. Yeah, here's one. Fight to get rid of the string horses is really what started this. Believe me, this is next. Or that is next. They're trying to get rid of the barn. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Or they're against... They're saying uh, the gym is safe because Dalby started that. He has fought against new boarders at the barn. Votes against new homeowners boarding their horses. They go to just the beginning. So, Mm. if you guys don't know, Crystal Falls has a barn... And homeowners can board their horses there. It's like a, a stable, and they, one of the people, they, there's goats there that apparently no one owns. Yeah. But they're just chilling there, and the Mike Dalby guy doesn't like that. Yeah, the head of it's losing his shit over it. And yeah, he's causing like huge Mike. gigantic rifts in the in the leadership <laughs> of the homeowners association because he just wants these goats. That I still haven't seen the official numbers. Hopefully, they have them at the next meeting. But it's something along the lines of a, like half a dollar a day, or, or See, maybe, maybe less than that. It might have been per week or per month. I don't know. Uh, How many I, goats are there? I, I, I don't know. Probably two goats. I, go I went down there to try and. For the, apparently, somebody <laughs> made a sign that said like "Save the goats" or whatever. I wanted to go take a picture of it, but I went down there and it was gone. So oh. I don't know. Was it you that posted the picture of Crystal Falls? Um, and it was like like calm of water just coming down it was oh huge. i i took uh i took a video of it yeah it was that, going yeah, crazy video. it was going crazy was uh, right after that rainstorm apparently there's a rainstorm coming up now that uh is going to be worse than the one we saw a week ago fun yeah the uh, what do they call it tropic tropic thunder tropic not tropic thunder the, <laughs> the pineapple Express. one of those stoner movies the pineapple express is gonna bring it to tropic thunder the little town of Tuolumne. Uh, it's one of those stupid movies right yeah pineapple express yeah it's, uh, i i hope so i mean now that everything's cleaned out <laughs> yeah yeah shouldn't be too bad yeah man Gro- it was a nightmare groveland got screwed man it, Did you see the the pictures of Groveland? I saw the video of the Just guy driving full through of, it. Yeah, yeah. And that's on a hill. Yeah. That's what's like that crazy. That was crazy. I don't understand how we live on the, like this, the whole, you know, county's built on the side of a mountain. Yeah. And uh, and it floods. Yeah. Like, I don't like, understand terribly. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. The propane tank was floating down the road and upside down. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, whoops. Yep. That was super crazy. My, uh, my buddy's wife works over there and uh, she couldn't get home because like... Uh, the highway on one side was one of the highways was flooded flooded out because apparently the dam broke and the you know the fish hatchery yeah moccasin yeah overflowed and then the other highway the, the high or the water just cut straight through it straight through the highway yeah this is a giant gorge where the highway is supposed to be that was 132 yeah where, yep. yeah collapsed down yeah there was a half mile downstream the shipping container was down there and then mm. the guy's car that was missing was oh, down there yeah, too yeah, yeah. 
And then on one of those washouts, a guy drove into it. Like uh, Just a couple days night. ago, right? Yeah. With the Suburban? Well, that was another one. The oh, guy tried yeah, to go yeah, around yeah. and he yeah. built his own bridge. That yeah. We should post that, <laughs> that to the Instagram. That's hilarious. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like, I can get around this. It shouldn't had, be a problem. He's had a couple two by fours or some shit. <laughs> hey, if you got to go to work, you got to go to work. Or maybe he's picking his kids up somewhere. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's so funny. And you see, like, the picture is him with this broken 2x4 bridge, and then the sign right next to it says, you know, road, road, road damage, don't go fast. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> California's finest, man. I found out I have a, uh, a roof in my leak, a leak in my roof. Um, last, during the middle of the crazy storm. So I got plans to fix the roof, but uh, yeah, this time it'll be. Interesting to see. I won't have a new roof in the next uh, in the next day or two, so we'll see yeah. what happens. We, ours is getting. I think I mentioned ours a podcast back. Mm. Ours is getting really bad too. We mm-hmm. tried to fix it, and mm-hmm. we just when you fix the le- leak, you make it worse. You yeah, never, yeah, yeah, you never really fix it. Yeah. Um. So that's the thing. Like you, if you get rid of a leak, it's just leaking somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you can't see it, it's really bad. Yeah. But um, we're, ours is horrible. Yeah, we're uh. Hang on. We're looking at doing a like a steel standing seam roof, you know, and uh, it's 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 definitely more affordable. Um, if you don't mind the noise, you know, I think it'll be fine for our house. Our house I, is pretty simple as it stands, so I'll be pretty happy with it. Yeah. Um, the price is going up really fast because you see today Trump tariffs. just announced the tariffs. Yeah, and they're on steel, uh, and they're already it was already kind of creeping up, but the tariffs hit steel pretty hard and. Uh, it's going to keep going up, at least from what I can see, from what I've been reading and such. I don't understand how it's going to make jobs. That's what, like, I don't understand. I get the economics professionals going to be like, yeah. oh, well, supply and demand, if we have to build more here. But it doesn't really. It's It seems, I don't know, it seems really messy. It's like it, some of the justification he's given for it is like that China's stealing, stealing, like, intellectual property um, for, like, tech and stuff, like, uh I don't know, like in the tech circles, like forever, they've they've said that like Huawei, um, they're a Chinese company that makes like network equipment, yeah, and they like basically steal, um, like Cisco's designs and uh, their 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 board manufacturing and everything. And they said like they've done it so perfectly that like the same bugs you, that show up in the Cisco code and the Cisco hardware shows up in the yeah. Huawei stuff, um, which may or may not be true. I don't know. Well, even if it is true, that's kind of on cisco for not protecting their stuff uh, yeah that's I mean, true and i mean yeah if, if it's, you're doing international business like that or if you're competing with like china yeah china's not going to follow the same right. what is it wipo intellectual right. property or yeah. whatever it is yeah they're not going to follow that right like, it's cutthroat but i just finished a book about future industries mm-hmm. and like how the future like how the future is going to be shaped or yeah. how industries are going to be shaped for the future yeah and it was talking about how much China and Japan have invested in research and development. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so they're not just stealing it, but they're taking, they're like adapting mm-hmm. it better. Mm-hmm. So like all the robotics and everything that we used to view our future as back in like 2000. Yeah. Japan's going to make that a reality. And yeah. it's going to be because China has all the money in research and development to support it. Right, Whereas right, America yeah. America the... just, we don't give a crap. Mm-hmm. We're too busy building steel. Yeah. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, kind of. Yeah. No, for sure. They've been dumping a lot of money and resources into uh, into just upping their their quality and the the level yeah. of production. I know it's been happening for, um, 
uh, seriously for at least the last like decade. You know, you've yeah. been saying, I've been noticing changes in the stuff uh, in the availability of stuff, just like sourcing stuff from China and the you know the um, the quality that's been available. I was watching something the other day about um, it was about. Uh, ballpoint pens and how like they get they get manufactured over there but like historically they've never the actual like ball itself and the and the cartridge that it sits in has never been um manufactured in china because they could never get the tolerances and the quality of like steel alloy necessary or whatever metal it is the alloy um for the for what was needed to to build it and uh Recently, they've been, you know, just kind of upping the quality of their production and, yeah. and the the resources that they have access to, and uh, now they're now they're doing that, and it's kind of a just an indicator of you know the level that they're achieving. So yeah, it's interesting where to go. This whole thing seems like a mess because, um, you know, I brought up the IP thing because that's kind of how he's justified it. He said he said that you know we need to throw tariffs because they steal our uh, our, our ideas, our property, our intellectual property, but uh, as far as I can tell, there's no quantifiable um kind of actions for them to take um to avoid all this based on intellectual property theft um he didn't say come out and say okay if you stop like stealing our deal like i don't even know how you quantify that you know just make your own stuff and and do it for this long and don't steal any of our stuff for this amount of time and then we roll the stuff back like there's no framework in place for that to be established it's just like if that is truly ju- the justification, is this ident- intellectual property theft? Um, there didn't seem like a lot of framework presented to get things back on track, where we actually can actively trade without these, you know, huge tariffs in place. So uh, yeah, th- that to me seems really strange. I think I, I don't really want to say it, but I'm going to say it anyways. I think a lot of American companies are blaming whoever they can blame. Yeah, when they start failing. Like, if China's coming up with, let's say they are stealing their stuff and they have the same bugs, like, it's China. They're going to do that. Yeah. It's just like doing business, like, as an artist. If I do right. art and I'm becoming successful, someone's going to start mimicking what I'm yeah. doing. It takes, it's going to take me to keep innovating to make yeah. something better than what I did in the past or to protect the stuff I've already done. Yeah. You know, and I mean, as artists, we do, we can do a cease and desist letter or whatever, yeah. but the cease, yeah, whatever. The, yeah. yeah. We could do something like that, but. Yeah. Is it really effective if they already made money on it? Like, mm-hmm. are we going to do a lawsuit over something minuscule? Yeah. I think I think with um, a lot of technology stuff, too, even like with cell phones, like people want bigger phone screens. So when another company's making a bigger phone screen, they aren't copying. It's just yeah. they're following market trends. Right, right, right. You know, like with cars, when cars have issues, like if one company has like a bad carburetor and another company probably does too like yeah. it's the same mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they copied it just it's a problem that yeah. it's industry wide yeah, yeah, I don't know exactly yeah. how minute and detailed the bugs were but yeah. I mean it might not be as much of a yeah they copied us and that's why they have the same bug right you know but I know a lot of American companies like the Toys R Us blaming millennials like yeah. you just want someone to blame oh for sure yeah yeah everybody wants a, a way out and you know I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that um I mean, it's it's through this whole administration, it's kind of been at least from them. I don't know about as much from business owners and, and you know, like CEOs of, of big corporations like that. But at least from like this administration, there's been this pretty pervasive idea of just like getting things back to how they were, of like bringing back like clean coal jobs and, yeah. and uh, trying to reduce environmental protections and stuff to, to get things back how they were and like bring in these like steel industries and manufacturing and stuff and like it takes away from heading towards innovation and heading to be, staying on the cutting edge where the you know where the best and just staying 
instead, or just it's turning like, back to how things were, you know? It's like we really liked it in the 90s. Let's go back there. Yeah, yeah. Or you even, know? you know, like, even, you know, they're going decades back to stuff that. that they didn't like. Like, yeah. I guess I'll get into this one now, even though it's not local news. It's more of a, you know, it is local. Sure. This is California. The EPA rolled back their standards for cars, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's they they wanted. I think they were trying to say by twenty twenty five, the average car maker had to have a an average of fifty miles per gallon right. for their fleet. Like that's what all their cars combined together. They had to average fifty miles per gallon. Yeah, they're rolling it back to like forty five or something, which isn't a big difference. Right, but it's still the idea of them rolling it back. Mm-hmm. My thing is, do you ever go look for a car and be like, you know what, I want to get this car, but it, if it gets over twenty miles per gallon, I don't want right, it. Right, right, like, right. Who would say that? Yeah, like yeah. it's a, it's a marketing, like it's something that people want. They want yeah. good gas mileage because even if gas does get cheaper, you're still saving money, right? You know, and yeah, it's totally a, uh, it's it's not a, not in the favor of the consumer at all. Not no. in the favor in the sense that I mean, it, the uh, it's not helpful in the fa- in the in the like environmental scope where we're burning through more fossil fuels. Yeah. Not in the in the financial scope where you're using less fuel. Like it's it's literally just. Um, making things easier for business. Well, but even then, is it really making things easier? Like, it doesn't... If they were to get rid of a carbon credit or something like that, mm-hmm. where, like, carbon credits are, like, half the price. Yeah. I think that would help businesses far more, and right. I think it would save, it'd be have less of, less of an effect on the environment, too. Yeah. Because it could still, like... The innovation would still drive making better cars. Yeah. It's just... And that's what would probably truly fix jobs. Like, okay, we can, instead of having a limit to produce 20,000 of this vehicle... Yeah. Because we don't have the carbon credits to do it... We can produce forty thousand. Now we can hire double the factory or whatever. Right, right. You know, I mean, you can only get so much power out of a car. Yeah, you yeah. know, even the people that spend their whole entire like lives like tuning a not a whole entire lives, but people that get a car and they spend a decade tuning it up to yeah. drag race it. Like, right, right. there's only so much they can. Even when they're doing engine swaps, there's only so much they can pump out of it. Yeah, and now these like automotive the the automakers know that. Like, yeah. they know that. I don't know. It just—it seems like it's like a really backwards take at making jobs. It does. I mean, it, the way that it helps the companies at all is that they don't have to spend as much money on R and D. But they're—but um, if they're not spending money on R and D, what are they doing? Like, right, right, right. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why the whole. I mean, it seems like the whole um, just kind of message behind this whole administration is just like sitting back and keeping things status quo they want to get rid of what because Ob- obama put that into right. effect i think they're just trying to take it, it away from what obama yeah, did it could very well be and i know that's kind of like blaming but yeah. it, that's true like that's kind of what they've stated yeah and i know with the standards it's not like i said if they aren't putting money into research and development if they're not pushing to get their average mileage to be you know 50 miles per mm-hmm. gallon a company that does do that and does produce a car like even if it has the same power but it gets 50 miles yeah. per gallon and your car only gets 45 that's your competition and they're beating you. Yeah. It's interesting to see that we haven't seen the, or just, it's interesting that we haven't seen that yet. Um, because I mean, the, the the automotive, um, in America, automotive engineering has been pretty stagnant, you know, I mean, when you compare it to the efficiencies and the emissions requirements of, you know, Europe, um, we're, we're really not, you know, keeping up on the, yeah, we're not keeping up on the global stage at all. Um, and it's interesting that, 
that no one's kind of jumped ahead of the pack. But I mean, I just I'm, I'm sure they're behind the scenes. They're running the numbers and saying that it's nobody's. It's not advantageous enough for them to spend that much money on making the the, the system so much more complex. They're not going to see the numbers coming back. Yeah. To, to I, I think a lot of it. I know Tesla buy, was buying their batteries from Toyota. I think sure. they're just doing these deals where you already have the tech, we'll pay you for it. That's true. You yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. then maybe we can improve on it later. Yeah, if you yeah, improve yeah. on it, we could buy it again. That's true. I mean, but that's. I mean, I've had discussions with this with my dad about the auto industry and how just crappy it is. Yeah. You have one automaker that makes six different vehicles every year and they redesign those vehicles every year. Yeah. You guys are going to lose money. Yeah. Like, people don't want the cars in the first place. You can't mm-hmm. keep changing them and make people want them. Yeah. You know? No, that's true. I'm looking at you, Chevy. <laughs> Chevy. Some Chevys are cool. <laughs> but I mean, a Malibu still? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Everybody does Chevy's cars better than Chevy does. Anyways, on that same line, <laughs> as I said, it was local. Yeah. The local part is California still gets to make this. Like they're pretty much this. They hold the status quo on what goes on with this EPA standard. Right. We have like twelve states that follow whatever whatever we do. Yeah. Um, but there's some. You know, Trump's threatening to somehow remove our ability to set our own standards. It's part of our states or our state constitution. Yeah, I don't really understand, but it has been it has been threatened that uh i think it was threatened in the past too yeah but um historically california pushes the envelope even further so if they say it's going to be 40 california's well why not 45 yeah yeah and then a dozen states following behind us and california is the biggest economy in america yeah so i mean the automakers are gonna and i think we have the most cars in the in the U.S. Oh, as well. I mean, we're gigantic. I don't know. I mean, you've sat in LA traffic. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to refute that claim. <laughs> but um, even in the Bay Area. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But so automakers have to look at California and see what California is doing. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I know Ford does. Ford bases almost all their decisions on California. Yeah. Pretty much, California gets to say what's going to go on, regardless of what the federal government says. Yeah. And. With the emissions, it does. It, I don't really understand how automakers would be like against having better emissions. You know, um, if that's if that's what people are wanting to buy, that's what they're going to have to make regardless. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, it just anybody holding them to the fire on it, they're not. They're going to resist. You know. Yeah. And when they have people, I I don't know what the status is. There's there's been a lot of lobbying that's come under criticism recently i don't know how much is coming from the auto industry but if it's like any other industry lately you know i'm sure they've got their people i know honda i think what honda and ford were all about what california was doing they're like but i think they're also the ones that are leading the way with the emissions so i mean it's good pr you know there's there's so much criticism like the green movement and uh you know all this push for economy and stuff but like yeah um if there, if we spend money in R and D there, there's no reason why. Like, I mean, there's the huge amounts of jobs that can come from uh, switching over. Like the the jobs don't just disappear when we move away from fossil fuels. When we move away from you know traditional internal combustion engines, like people still have to like people don't just stop using electricity. People don't just stop driving. You know those those systems still need to get made. They just are, they just work better yeah. and are better, better for us. You know. And honestly, how like we've done fossil fuels for how long? Like, yeah. I honestly think once we switch into doing more of the electrical vehicles, it's going to be that field is going to open up wide. It's mm-hmm. going to just completely spread apart. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And there, I think there's going to be even more jobs with that because you're going to have more research going into it and more more production based off of that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. 
Think about, like, if they made a car that had a removable battery that you could just, like, slide in and out instead of a gas station. Look at all the jobs yeah. that would create. Yeah, yeah, by yeah. people replacing the batteries super <laughs> yeah. quick. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, that's you know? the, it, 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 I, there's the there's the more overarching problem of that automation is just going to take over everything yeah, yeah and that's totally like the first thing to go but, but yeah, someone's got to build those robots yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. yeah no i hear you. They, everything comes with uh at least in the short term comes with uh some a job you know the time well I, I mean like if you had a car battery that could like kind of like we have the small five gallon propane tanks mm-hmm. you know like yeah. you use it you take it back to the store they don't fill it they give you a new one yeah you take the new one home, you yeah. use it, you bring it back, yeah. you get another one. I'm only saying this because Tesla, like, they have their supercharger network now, and it yeah. takes, like, a half hour to charge, like, 90% of your battery or whatever. Um, yeah. Before they before they built that whole network while they were still rolling it out, um, one of their proposals was to have, basically, like, you paid a subscription, a battery subscription, and you could drive in, and it was completely automated. You would drive in, the Tesla would would drive itself up, the robot would come out, swap your battery to a full one, and then you would drive out like a That's pissed, cool. a pissed off for a battery, which is exactly what you're saying, but completely and like no jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so if the electric, like with Tesla doing that, that would make sense, especially yeah. since they have their own network. Yeah, yeah. But when you look at like other cars, like That's Chevy true. making yeah. their own battery yeah, powered yeah. thing, if or it wasn't Toyota doing one, or yeah. you know, you could go to a. a a gas station yeah. there'd be a battery station and the service tech would just replace like they'd probably have your battery in stock mm-hmm. or whatever they just replace it yeah yeah definitely you know you could do it yourself too I'm sure but yeah. you know yeah. I don't know That that's kind of like a maybe not even my dream but that's just kind of how I pictured it would yeah. do like once they start making their own batteries but if there's everyone has a standardized battery too yeah. it could even not you might not be driving a Tesla but you're using a Tesla battery to you mm-hmm. know yeah um yeah, and if not, you know, every system needs someone to build it and maintain yeah. it. Yeah, you know? maintain it at least. Yeah. Uh, if it's not that simple, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I just, you know, I think education is so important. Uh, but that's a whole other topic. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, why not aspire to be the person who makes the robot that changes the battery out, you know? Yeah. Like, why not help your people, you know? No, uh, we're focused on steel. <clears throat> We'd rather yeah, make steel. yeah, yeah. We'd rather bring steel jobs back than like focus on providing education, so you know the people can be the leading engineers in the world. Yeah, that's gonna be Japan. Yeah, it's super frustrating, but you know nobody, everybody thinks it's just stealing money, just you know, uh, giving stuff away for free. Yeah, and like no, you're you're sewing directly back into your economy so that everybody can prosper based on it, so that yeah. the, the companies that are being taxed can can take off big, because. They have better workers. They have, you know, the, the um, more customers. It's a market efficiency. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, like, if these people are pro-capitalist, that's, you want mm-hmm. all the inefficiencies in your market you want to get rid of. You want to make everything as efficient yeah. as possible. Yeah, you don't yeah, want yeah. any barriers to trade. Yeah. Tariffs is completely the opposite way for that. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you're pro-capitalist yeah. and you're for tariffs. When the percentage of the market that's living below the poverty line just keeps getting bigger and bigger, yeah, like, that's terrible for any yeah. big company that's selling anything other than you know complete bottom of the barrel uh, yeah. products because your, your market's just disappearing. Yep. like there has to be balance there, uh, and I don't think we're doing very good at. I got an it. argument on Facebook with a guy that's he has a master's in economics, yeah. and I was trying to explain that. Yeah. I was trying to explain that exact thing. Like, look. You could sit there and say like, "Oh, it's going to fix our GDP," but that doesn't matter. Like, you yeah. got to look at GDP as like, a, like, I don't want to say a separate entity, but the GDP doesn't mean crap. Yeah. If like you could produce a lot, but if no one's making money off of yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if everyone's poor still. Yeah. Communist Russia had a great GDP. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, no, it's true. 
It's, it's super complex. That was one of those arguments where I just told me, I think we're arguing the same point, man. He's like, I think so too. I was like, whatever. <laughs> like, I just got tired of checking my yeah. phone every five minutes. Oh, I feel you. That, uh, that new Sonora Armory is on the market. The, uh, the Bourbon Barrel Plus. Um, that guy sucks. Yeah, Doug Kennedy. <laughs> Everyone says he's a terrible person. I've We mentioned him last in the last podcast i think so we mentioned him in passing yeah um anyways he got on online on facebook doug kennedy is the owner of the bourbon barrel he's also the ceo of studio wildcard that is the company that manufactures the game arc yep it's taken off in recent years yes and he's working on projects with the ex-ceo of playstation yeah he's, he's got another video game project apparently in the in the yeah. works it's, okay so this was in response to there was the the walkout uh, for the mar- the march for our lives the the, the yeah. gun gun walkout thing uh, which is a whole other thing we can talk talk about but uh, he jumped in on a, on a social media discussion on the just covering the events and I think someone was asking why are all these kids out in Sonora marching around with signs um, and he started saying that. Uh, his thoughts on the on the Second Amendment and all all these kids dying and how you know it does it pales in fact in comparison to abortions. <laughs> he compared uh, Planned Parenthood to Auschwitz, um, and then people started arguing with him. Yeah. Okay. So the comment with Auschwitz was protest Planned Parenthood. It's the fetus Auschwitz of the United States. It spells it Auschwitz. Auschwitz. Uh, oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. For anybody that cares. And then. Calls a guy a peanut. He wants to hold hands with them. <laughs> he just started making, yeah, yeah, a lot of kind of bigoted, uh, just started calling him gay. And, uh, yeah. Have you ever felt the love of a man? Someone brushing up against you naked? Which is, uh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Super mature way of dealing with I guess with that's the, what you feel when you go to the bourbon barrel. With kid. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's very tight, and there are a lot of, well, I've always had clothes on at the bourbon barrel. I've never gone there, so I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, it looks packed every it's, time. It's very packed. There's a this is supposed to address it, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. He just he just kind of went on um, making fun of people, acting like a six year old. Um, He's asking people to shag. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this guy's kind of weird. It's yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, I know multiple people that have worked with him. Uh, they said he's a terrible person. Uh, really difficult to work with. He has anger issues. Um, treats his workers poorly, and uh, and yeah, he's asking uh, some guy on Facebook. You know, the, I mean, that's uh, people coming from the Bay Area to, to hang out at the Bourbon Barrel. You know, yeah, uh, like he, he's got a somewhat of a reputation to withhold to uphold. I would think. Well, I remember <laughs> on one of these posts, it might have been the same yeah. one when it was before they closed, commenting on it. Um, People were saying, like, hey, like, this guy owns a bourbon barrel. Like, maybe he shouldn't be running his mouth like yeah, this. Yeah. And a lot of people were agreeing. And I remember he got on there and said, like, why? I don't care. Like, it doesn't, I have a customer base. It doesn't matter to me. Right, right. It's yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no way, like, if you're a businessman, you're like, you have money on the line. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to polarize your customers yeah. at all. That's like. Yep. I saw someone bring up the 
have you ever felt the love of a man brushing up you naked up to you naked? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that comment. Uh, and he said, well, you know, the guy I was arguing with, he was being an idiot. So uh, I had to, I had to respond or whatever. And it's like, like you're the one with the reputation here. Like I, nobody's saying that that guy was on the right. Like I'm sure he was being an idiot too. Yeah. But, uh, it makes you look just as bad. When you're yeah. The yeah. yeah. You're, you're arguing with the, the with the, you know, the other guy, because the other guy's asking like a six year old, that's the level you're going to dive to as a, you know, owner of a of a business in the a, a, multiple a, a, businesses, a good, yeah, multiple you know, pretty uh, well recognized businesses in the community. Um, I, I thought it was pretty ridiculous. I thought making that kind of joke, you know, in in a public forum, it just it isn't appropriate. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, if you really want to push your agenda that much, you shouldn't have your same like Facebook. Make an alternate like, account. Make a I, fake one. Just, like, yeah. how hard would it be for him to do that? And like, I, I mean, I don't care. Like, he, the, I mean, the whole thing started because he's obviously pro gun and uh, is frustrated with you know the the, the decision they're making gun and like they're that, that are being made about that um, about that and the marches and such. Um, and that's fine. You know, people can have their opinions. You know, it's a it's a political issue. There's there's arguments on both sides and stuff. But like to just start calling people gay. Uh, because yeah. because they don't agree with you, or because they're arguing with you, like that's that's insane from a, a you know professional business owner. Yeah, well, if he was going to send this to, like an employee of his, like mm. that's sexual harassment, right? Off yeah, the, like right out of the yeah, gate, yeah, like yeah. that's like okay, we're gonna have maybe a lawsuit going on. Yeah, you know, like that's I don't know. Yeah, I. If I was an investor looking at doing business with this guy, I'd be like, well, nah, I'm yeah. good. Yep. You know? yeah. This guy was hating on the homeless people, too. Like mm-hmm. Maybe a year ago, he was mm-hmm. saying they should all like, be rounded up and killed. <laughs> like I wish I would have saved that comment, but I was like, <laughs> yeah. man. He's got like, some juicy stuff that uh, he's One thing I've noticed about down. cities, the good cities have homeless people. Like All the great growing yeah, cities, yeah. they all have homeless yeah, people. Yeah. Not yeah. saying homelessness is good. Not saying, but, yeah, that uh, they should, you know, that's how it should be. or that. They, you know? <laughs> but if you have people coming to you live in your city and they don't have a place to live, like, they love your city that much that they're willing to sleep on the sidewalk to be there. Yeah. Hawaii yeah. is a good example of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's Sonora's definitely taken off, you know. There's a... Yeah, there's a little scene happening here, and I mean, I, you know, there there is a there's a problem right now with the with the homeless, especially they just got you know they passed that thing where they can't uh, camp on. I guess it's like that. You, it's a, I don't know how it works because I mean, it seems like they're already squatting on public land. It wasn't it wasn't or on private land rather. It wasn't yeah. public land where they had their camp set up, but something was passed, some ordinance that said they couldn't do it. Camping outside, I, I, they said that you can't camp outside of authorized campgrounds. I think um, that was really? passed. Even yeah, it's yeah, your own private property. It, it was. I'm I'm not sure about the wording now. I'm going to sound like an idiot, but uh, something was something happened within the last few months. That basically the end result was they went through and, and took down the uh, the homeless camps. Yeah, and so there's a lot of people. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, by the. What is it? The turn off on Stockton Street. Um, yeah, you you, t- you turn off the highway and like go up towards the the, the wastewater treatment place. No, the yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah you go past the wastewater the treatment. Right, right, right. Between the road and the wastewater treatment, and like going up towards the fairgrounds there, and yeah. like all on the sides of there, there's always like homeless people walking yeah. in. And they had a they, they had a lot of campgrounds there, and that all got raided and shut down. Um, and so those guys, I mean. I'm in downtown Sonora a lot, and you see so many more people yeah. walking around asking for money and stuff. So, how do you think you combat that? Like, how do I, don't, you, I don't know. It's it's messy. Um, how do you I mean, deal with homeless people? There's shelters. Like I've I've 
spent lunch with uh, a couple of them just because you know I, I walked to uh, I walked to lunch and I've had a couple like come up alongside me and start talking and like uh, ask for money or whatever and like you know I don't I don't usually carry cash to be honest uh, and so like you, like I'll you know grab you some food or whatever and so you know they're in I mean it's just it's unfortunate but like a lot of them don't seem like they're mentally capable of holding up the type of uh, employment or whatever we require to uh to maintain housing at least in this uh in this area yeah and, i think I mean, this, this economy as a whole too it, the rent's going up right now it's hard you know uh so i don't know if it's like it's i don't know it's a big problem you need to have the uh the way for them to make money with you know somewhat limited skill set and i'm sure there are more um some that are just on hard times that, that have a skill set or whatever but like uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, it's, it's very hard for them to hold up a, a, uh, coherent, you know, thought, uh, train of thought. Yeah. Uh, I can barely do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, you guys are listening to us. <laughs> we don't yeah. know how we have jobs. <laughs> um, and, and then, uh, yeah, just be able to consistently, like just from talking to them to be able to consistently show up for some sort of work that where they'd well, make enough money to consistently pay for housing. Like it's just, yeah. that I would be a difficult a thing. Too. Yeah. yeah. Especially up here. I think. I mean, your biggest employers are going to be the corporations or mm-hmm. the big box stores. Right. And I think, um, well, it's hard enough, even if you're coherent like, yeah. and you're smart educated, yeah. just to get on full-time. It's nearly yeah. impossible. Like, yeah, yeah. Not impossible, but it's hard. It's really yeah. hard to get a full-time job at a lot yeah. of places. And now you, you're homeless. You don't have a car. You don't have a place that you're staying mm-hmm. You know, yeah. repeatedly. You might not even have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's those are some big barriers to getting a job. Yeah. But... Yeah, so I, I mean I don't know the, the the employment's part of it, the housing, and maybe you make you know some sort of uh, I don't even know what like the what the coding is or uh, the the zoning or whatever like some sort of multi tenant you know rental yeah. property or something where the rent is super cheap. It's like where they can basically all act as roommates or something. I uh, I don't know I, I don't know how other people are doing it. It'd be interesting if we can follow up in the future and take a look at you know what other cities are doing to kind of combat it, but without something that's almost completely subsidized, you know, it, it seems like a, it's a hard fix. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's ever going to be a solution. Yeah. Like it's a, it's such like a meta problem. It's like meta economics. It's yeah. not even, there's so many factors that go into it. I think it's healthcare is a big issue. Mm-hmm. You know, people aren't getting the care they need. Yeah. Housing markets, another big issue. Like there's no, like if I were not, if I were to get fired tomorrow, yeah. I couldn't go and get a house. If I got kicked out of my house, I, I couldn't get a house. Yeah. Like I'd be homeless. Like yeah, yeah. literally, I don't yeah. have, I have money saved up, but not enough to get a house and yeah. like have it for six months. You know, if right. people want it's like, you know, first and last rent and then security deposit. I'm, yeah, you know, I got a big spacious jeep I can sleep in. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's know? it's a realistically, it's a hard market uh, for a lot of people. You have to. And I don't have any well, that I know of mental problems. You know? like <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm a normal. Yeah. I'm a normal dude. So mm-hmm. I could. I couldn't imagine trying to make your way somewhere when you don't have any options mm-hmm. like whatsoever. You don't have a way to save money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's tough. Mm-hmm. I think that's where communities need to like step up and help out. Yeah. But then that takes money too, and yeah. I mean, I think they do. I think there's, uh, I think there's. Uh, like I think the, they're making a good effort for it. The churches do. The churches do. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, they definitely are. But I mean, I think it's even, even more so. It's, it's a lot more. Com- it needs to be a lot more comprehensive than that. 
um, like the churches aren't going to handle housing like long term. You know, the yeah. neither are like the you know the charity interfaith and stuff. Like they can't. You well, know, there's a handful house. up here that also because it's illegal to be homeless or whatever, yeah. whatever the code states. So they're getting arrested just so they can go to the jail. Right. Sleep. Like before the storms, I notice that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Before once it starts getting cold, mm-hmm. you see a lot of people going to the jail and staying mm-hmm. there for the three day stay or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, for petty stuff. Like, the guy stole a TV from Walmart and just sat there and waited for the cop to show up. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. he's trying to get in somewhere yeah, for the night. Yeah. But that takes more money on everyone's part, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mess. I don't know. Uh, maybe, you know, Doug Kennedy could fix it if he would. Yeah, he, well, he's selling the Snore Armory. That's how we got on this. Maybe he could convert convert that into a housing. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, did we say it's. it's we, we didn't talk uh, okay. about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's on the market for uh, $5 million right now, which seems a little high, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's really, really successful. I'm sure he has all the numbers for it. And, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, there's a lot of money moving through there for sure. So, uh, it might it might not be overvalued at all. But uh, the, the funny thing is, he put it for sale like a week after all those comments he posted online. Yeah. Like a week after, <laughs> there was probably, I want to say, close to 40 comments of people telling him, like, if you're a businessman doing business in this area, you can't talk to locals like that. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of funny that he posts it for sale like a week afterwards. Yeah. Like it took him a week to figure out the legalities of selling it and now he's trying to sell it off. Yeah. And I know he claims that he's going to see it through if it doesn't sell and he's not going to be surprised if it doesn't sell. Yeah. But, I mean, is this another investor that just doesn't want anything to do with Sonora? Yeah. I think his other, yeah, Studio Wildcard is actually in Florida. Yeah, he actually honestly he said that he saw a bump in uh, in customers after all his comments, and he's like, I wasn't, you know. Do you think he really did? Or do you I think I have no idea. I mean, I'm sure there's enough shit. dummies around here that are like, oh, this guy likes guns too. Well, I'm gonna go buy, you know, I'm gonna go buy a beer. Like, you know, I'm sure there's. But uh, do you think it'll be a sustainable bump? <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. It's it's it it's so goofy. I don't know how to read that stuff. Uh, but he, he very well could have, but still, it's just insane that he's acting like that. So, I mean, he's already not acting rational by by posting stuff like that. Like, it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not rational. So, I, I don't. I'd take everything he says with a grain of salt. I always felt like the Bourbon Bro was a place where it, was, it wasn't like Winter's Tavern, where it's like really accepting of everybody. But like, right. I feel like it was more of a place where it's. It's pretty uppity. Like you wouldn't I, I, expect, you wouldn't yeah. expect it from from the the, the yeah. The, I haven't been there. I already mm-hmm. stated that. But a lot yeah. of the friends that I have that do go there, they're not these red blooded like mm-hmm. Americans. No, like, they're sure. more progressive thing. They're more mm-hmm. they're more open to stuff, and that's why I was kind of surprised that he'd be coming out with things. Like, and yeah. I, even knowing some of my friends that have worked for him when mm-hmm. they've talked about him, I didn't think he was like. I was surprised when he made those comments. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, "Why is this guy doing this?" Like, yeah. it's... But then, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's his business, I guess. If he wants to run it into the ground, he can. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's gonna. I, I don't know. Do you think it'll be successful? Uh, I mean, it's or... already been successful. Yeah, he does seem how to. He does seem like he knows how to. You know, run a, run a successful think... business. Because he started doing this before Winter's Tavern went in, before the casino built mm-hmm. is well building their pavilion. Yeah, you know, do you think he's looking at that as like sizable competition that he might not be able to get away from? I don't. Uh, I mean, it's. I'm, I'm sure he sees it as competition, but I mean, I think it's also a sign of the of the fact that. The, we're just growing. I think the we're growing as a bumping. community. There's more money coming up here. The Bay Area is expanding, and so there's you know people yeah. are getting closer and closer with more and more money. Um, 
I think, uh, yeah, it's competition, but there's also more money coming in. And so I think it, I think it can handle it. I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't think that anybody's seeing the hurt, you know, I think that okay. we're still in a, I think we're still in an uphill, uh, kind of economy and a growing phase. So, you know, I like what I'm seeing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. That was just my, that was my first thought when I saw it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you got the winter's tavern that really made a good niche for itself. Right. Like, right incredibly right, right. quick. Right too. away. Like, yeah. It really filled a need. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, who knows? Because now you got a snore tap room that opened up, I think, the same time as a bourbon barrel, around the same time? Um, no, no, no. They're, they're more recent. They're definitely more recent. Were they? Bourbon barrel's been here like six years now. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's weird how it's fast. Yeah, it's crazy, I know. But I mean, it went from having, you had The Office, you had Zane's, you mm-hmm. had, what else? Cervantes? No. And The Sportsman, which is it's not really a full bar. You know, but now you've got Winter's Tavern, which has a bar and a grill serving yeah. both. And they're have they're kicking ass with the live music. Yeah. you got the tap room. I'm oh, sorry. you got a <laughs> tap room. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I I mean, as a business owner with entertainment, you kind of can't go wrong up mm-hmm. here. No, It's definitely. a tourist town. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's. A, you guys should check the article out. That's about it. Um, we'll it have it in notes. our... What? In the show notes. Yeah, we'll, we'll have it in our show notes. You guys can read through and think, wait, there's some stuff about stage three in it. Um, oh, yeah, there's a whole... There, I mean, this guy's shady. Like, it's... For me, with someone, like, you could dress up, you can show up in a pinstripe suit, but if you smell like shit, you're, you're shit. Like, it's not... <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I think he's trying to model it after Calaveras County without yeah. the wine, you mm-hmm. know, and that's... Maybe he'll do a good job. I think it's doable. I mean, I, I you know, I, I think there's a lot here, but you have to be a good, you don't have to be a good person. You can be a terrible person and be very successful. It'd be yeah. nice to see a, a success or a nice person, a good person. It'd be, it'd be nice to see like Winter's Tavern. I know we keep talking. We aren't sponsored yeah, yeah. by them or anything. I wish <laughs> yeah. we were. I'd yeah, like right? to yeah, yeah. show up. Let's talk to those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you just it's a local spot. If yeah. you want to have tourists come in, you don't want to have. Like, I wouldn't want to have those people that he's saying that are going to his business if locals were coming. Because those people don't like, yeah. they don't like tourists. They yeah. don't want those tourists coming up. Yeah, like, yeah. we mentioned, well, maybe we mentioned it in another podcast about the locals in Tuolumne oh, getting yeah. mad at me for wearing my, or the, the sticker I have on my Jeep, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, do you want, do you want to facilitate those people at the same time you're trying mm-hmm. to bring tourists in? Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't, but yeah. I don't know. I'd want to have the nice tourists in there. Yeah, definitely. You want people to come back, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. That's you want to foster an accepting it. atmosphere that's uh, just friendly towards business, you know? Yeah, I mean, you want people, you and you want businesses that are friendly towards tourists. Mm-hmm. It's like it's. I hate to be the one to bear the bad news, but we are a tourist industry-based yeah. county. Yeah. We do not produce pretty much anything. Yeah, maybe yeah. weed at some point. Yeah, more about that next episode. We'll <laughs> yeah. get back to you on that. Tourism in Tuolumne County this winter was affected by a late snowstorm. Well, late snowstorms. Yeah. We didn't really have a lot of snow. I know Dodgeridge opened extremely late. Um, are they still open right now? They're closing tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow's the last day. So what, they have a full month of operations? A month and a half? Uh, I guess, yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe two months. Kind, kind of dismal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much... How winters are going to be going up here 
for the future, I guess. All right, we'll see. I mean, you know, it was really bad for a few years there. That we had just the, the, the last two, three winters, two or three, were amazing. You yeah, know, yeah, they, they, they Dodge closed because people were done skiing, like not because the snow got bad. Like just last year, yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I mean, like with the whole like climate change thing, it's a lot more like the global temperature increases, but like weather just gets more. It gets um, more extreme. It gets more extreme, exactly. More so. varied. Yeah, so I think we're going to see a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, but, yeah, who knows Who knows where it's yeah. going to go. I mean, it's funny, though, listen to people, the old-timers, talk about how, oh, it doesn't snow like it used to, or it doesn't rain like it used to. Mm-hmm. Those are the same people saying that climate doesn't change. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. well, well, wait. <laughs> You're saying yeah, yeah. I'm confused. No, it's true. But, yeah. yeah, so we'll see what happens next winter. Exactly. It's still going to be a drought. Some studies came. I don't know if they came out or I just or I just saw them, but uh, th- there's some studies that say that um, if we don't cut uh, carbon emissions and we just keep increasing them at the rate that we are, um, the Sierra Nevada snowpack will be 64 percent smaller uh, at the end of the century. And so, jeez, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's significant. That and uh, the, w- one of the takeaways was that um, it doesn't mean that the water um, you know the, the the amount of water coming down over a, over a wet season uh, will be any less, but it'll be a lot more in the form of rain than snow. Yeah. Um, and that we don't necessarily have the the ways to the infrastructure the infrastructure to, to deal with yeah. it. Um, and there's there's pros and cons to uh, putting in more dams, even if even if we added a few more dams, um, it, it wouldn't replace, you know, the, the snowpack of the entire Sierras, you know, where would they even put dams? Like that's, uh, there's, I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure they could pull it off, but, uh, that's kind of when I was looking at it, like, cause I took a climate, I actually have a minor in it in, oh, cool. from college, but when we were looking at like watersheds, yeah. really, there's not that many great places to put a new dam. Yeah. Like it's the cost that it would take to build that dam isn't worth the say like the actual water we'd get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's where I think I think you have in here too that the underwater storage is gonna be the best pretty much the best option. You know, mm-hmm. we're letting it seep into the aquifers. Yeah. The Central Valley used to actually it, it's a floodplain. It used to flood every year before right. we put the levees up and right. that's exactly what happened. And that's why it was such a rich or a, it was such a rich area for agriculture because all that groundwater would seep right into the ground. Yeah. And then it would wash out all the bad shit would wash out by the end of the year. Yeah. And the next year you'd have the new nutrients that yeah. got washed down. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see that in Lagrange, the mm-hmm. area where they have the dredge set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they have the dredge there, because mm-hmm. they're sifting through that for the gold. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, in the in this article in this study that uh, or in some of these studies, they were actually saying that yeah, um, the the probably the more recommended option would be to invest into a cost benefit of. Um, ways to increase groundwater storage so yeah letting it seep into the under, underground aquifers um and just running the water down from uh, from the mountains and letting it sit in the in the flatlands or uh whatever was necessary to do that and then you know as well as coastal communities making better use of their of their water resources um out there rather than relying on snowpack which is going to keep reducing yeah i mean it's kind of a grim look on water but it is what it is well and this is to be honest this is um if we don't uh curtail our carbon usage so there's a very good chance that we do yeah if we get some uh quality leadership in place that's not going to roll back you know our auto emissions yeah Yeah. and uh actually start making some good decisions uh, stimulating uh 
you know, development in that direction, and uh, we could really turn things around. And it'd be really cool to like sponsor a thesis written about like where, like how tall you can make the dams. Like if you could just extend the dams that we have mm. higher, yeah, yeah. Or if you could, um, because I think that'd be the best option. Yeah, it's yeah. just like you know, add twenty feet to New Maloney's. How much sure. more water would you get out of it? Yeah, yeah. You just know, make Donnell's gigantic. Oh my gosh! Just flood the cones. That'd be so cool. Spicer Reservoir. <laughs> yeah. Donnell's is crazy as it is. You go out there much? Uh, once in a while. Yeah, yeah, super cool. I want to jump it so bad. You, you, parachute. Should, you should do it. <laughs> There's no land. I flew my it. drone out over it, oh, and I cool. got the I got it in the wind oh, and yeah, straight. Yeah. It's a, like instant gimbal failure, rotor yeah. failure, and I was like, "Oh, there goes my drone." <laughs> but it came, I got it back. That's but, cool. There's a lot of wind coming out of that yeah, canyon. That's so crazy when you just like look over, like whoa. It's it's big. That's where everyone yeah. was missing too. So yeah, 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 for sure. That's true. I mean, it'd, it'd be interesting to see what we could do. I mean, I think the lower reservoirs could easily be built up a little bit higher right. if we wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Or even, I mean, maybe dam the Tuolumne River Canyon. You yeah. know, right behind Tuolumne, turn Tuolumne into like mm-hmm. Lake Tulik. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I'd be down for that. I'd have all the lower reservoirs would be hard though because there's just so much private property on the banks. That, yeah, I'm <laughs> like Tolik, which is like million dollar. Tolik would be dollar. really difficult, but I mean, like, <laughs> sorry, bros. <laughs> Don, Don Peter could be okay. I think yeah. New Maloney's wouldn't be. And New Maloney's, it's steep enough canyon you could go pretty high up with that water if you, you want. Like Tuttletown and stuff, though. How high is Tuttletown from New Maloney's? Not that much. I mean, you'd maybe get forty feet out of it or something. Let me let me check. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, Tuttletown's at 1,047 feet, so let me figure out what New Maloney's... 1,086 feet. That's at the top set? Dang, it's oh. already over New Maloney. That's that the high it's water It's already mark. underwater, bro. Yeah, it's, it's already <laughs> underwater. Wait a call. second. <laughs> yeah, the surface elevation is 1,086 feet. Mm-hmm. And the other one, so it's 40 feet underwater. <laughs> Wait a minute, that can't be right. Yeah, that's Tuttletown is forty feet underwater. I think you miscalculated no. somewhere. <laughs> no, Tuttletown nope. sits at an elevation of one thousand forty-seven feet. What? But their houses aren't underwater. We we know this. No, like the little town of Tuttletown. As you're coming. Oh, down. I meant like the actual houses that people live in right now. Yeah, in Tuttletown, right? Where the red barn is. And like, yeah, yeah, red barn. Yeah, exactly. They're. That's yeah. That's thousand forty yeah. feet. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So it's forty feet below the. They're not though. If you look at the map, they're they're not. I'm just going off the Wikipedia articles. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the map, they're 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 on a hill a little bit. But if we raise the dam hundred feet, they might be underwater. That's crazy. Cause yeah, the Wikipedia article. Tuttletown sits on an elevation of one thousand forty-seven feet. Huh. And then. Click over to the new Maloney's one. The glory hole wreck area would all be underwater. Oh yeah, that like I was saying, the one over by uh, Old Maloney's Road, um, on the way to Tuttletown. Yeah. Or on the way to Table Mountain, rather, they'd be screwed. They're just yeah. right above the water. They could maybe get a little bit out of it, but like yeah, that yeah. one that one would get really close. I think it's just a mobile home park out there. <laughs> I think it would depend on how tall is the dam. Because even if they got like ten feet out of it, if that's like that's a 10% true, yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's dam, gigantic. To be honest, you're right. You know, that's kind of a, mm-hmm. it's the fourth largest reservoir in California. It's crazy by volume. How tall that's is crazy. the dam? Of course, it doesn't have the dam height on here. Come <laughs> on. 
Why is it saying the dam's three million? I think we should get off this just because like we'll get this gigantic number and then we'll be like, okay, cool. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, I, I have so no these, point of reference yeah. for this number. So, anyways, so we just did a whole bunch of stupid math that doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> We're gonna but cut that out. If you guys want to figure this out, go look at the biggest reservoirs in California and add ten feet to their dams and see if that saves us. <laughs> I just did the numbers for uh, New Maloney's, and it seems like. If you add 10 feet onto the current surface area of the reservoir, um, it would add an extra five and a half billion cubic feet to the water storage. Uh, yes. I have no idea what that number means. That could be not, that could be enough to, to, you know, feed a family for a year. It could be enough to feed Los yeah. Angeles. I have no idea. We would have to figure out what the average yeah. use is. And we, if you like, guys do that, we will feature you on this podcast, <laughs> and I will buy you a beer. <laughs> we okay. literally have uh, – we we don't know if it's possible. We don't know if the engineering allows for adding 10 feet to New Maloney's. This is, like, really just – We're literally just sketchy filling, filling up time right now. We have no idea what any of this means. So, with that said, let's carry on. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to our other topics. Uh, okay. Hundreds of dead cows – were found on a rancher's property in Humboldt recently. Were they weed cows? <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> Dank cows. Investigators, some sort of government investigators, found hundreds of dead cows piled up in 10-foot-high piles along his ranch. I don't know how big his ranch was, but there were just 10-foot-high piles of dead cows. <laughs> it didn't really explain why. So the ones that uh, that he still had were malnourished. Um, he was... Uh, I don't know if he couldn't afford um, the food for him or, or what the deal was, but uh, there were some dogs on his property um, that didn't have uh, weren't well fed and didn't have enough water either. Is there just not a tallow company up there? What? Oh, is that where you just grind up cows to make glue? Yeah, they make them into like the they take the fat and stuff and make candles too. Nice. Is it they just not have one here? You think it? You think it? I don't think that's the. That, that. I don't think that's the biggest problem at this point. I think it's more the ten, the ten foot high piles of bodies. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there probably wasn't the, any the way to dispose of them. The Walking Dead, we're doing it all wrong. <laughs> yeah, you need, you need dead cows. Yeah. When you get hungry, to slice the side of beef. No, that's, so, that's so gross. Yeah, I, that's crazy. It's got like, so many maggots. Could you imagine? Like, yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a wall of maggots. Disgusting. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Uh, it's on a side note. There, I've been seeing on Facebook. There was this like starving horse. Did you see that? Uh, local. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone, someone found, uh, saw it, and she got all upset. Yeah. About uh, the starving horse, and then she went and rescued it. Like they, they, they kept every day. They kept adding to the comments on the same post, and she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go talk to him." And she, you know, she was all upset, and then she showed up, and they, they, apparently, there's a lady with like um, a bunch of kids. Yeah. And she just couldn't afford to feed the horse. So she's like, take it. So the lady took it. And then friends of the animal community got involved. And so, uh, that's, went, that's, went the, the horse is doing good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, okay, now it's been good. rescued and stuff. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it survives. The rescue horse. It's funny. What are you doing with the horse? You can't. Tallow <laughs> <know>. company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had an uh, uncle that used to work in a tallow company, and he said you could bounce on them like a, oh, like a trampoline. They That's, were like bouncy when they were dead. That is gross. <laughs> it's a nasty image of this guy bouncing <laughs> on top of a dead cow. Uh, so that's, that's nasty. <laughs> Sorry for that image. Everybody. No, no, it's all, it's all good. Um, on a softer note, there was 300 rabbits rescued out of Pine Grove. <laughs> I love this story, man. Uh, in Folsom. Oh, Folsom, sorry. Yeah, on know. Pine Grove Way. Yeah, 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 
Yeah, yeah. The Sacramento SPCA picked them up. Uh, they currently have 286 rabbits in their care um, that they picked up from one household. <laughs> There's a line in this article that says, uh, Officers seized the animals because the living conditions were unsanitary. And city code allows for only two rabbits per household. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I swear this article has the word bad smelling like 30 times. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a smell. She just started smelling a lot of bad smells from that house. They're pretty cute, though. So how how long do you think it takes for someone to go from having two rabbits to having 286 rabbits? I don't know. I'm sure we could do that along with our uh, surface area of Maloney's map. Our <laughs> <laughs> math. <laughs> Uh, because do you or do you think they all came from the same rabbit or do you think it was like oh just one giant incest yeah party yeah so let's say just two adult rabbits kept having babies let's say they had 14 babies per litter after 10 times you got 140 rabbits i mean the odds of you the odds of the the baby rabbits pairing up with someone from their own litter are extremely mm-hmm. small too though right that's true so I wonder. I wonder how much genetic. Uh, how much how much mutation variation happens each in yeah, each uh, litter? Well, right. Each generation, yeah. Well, yeah, each yeah, generation, yeah. I guess. But yeah. even with litters, like if it's. So let's say, this is getting weird. Let's say that the female <laughs> parent paired up with one of her sons. Yeah. What genetic modif- what what would change between there? You know, like would that be a whole different mutation? coming out not mutation because that sounds kind of weird but like would that be different genetics i don't know <laughs> we're gonna beat this to death let's go back to the dead the, the dead cows incest genetics to to work this one out i'm sorry but you, you know, <laughs> you know, i don't know i don't know you uh, know people breed rabbits like that though and it, I, it's just yeah fine, right? i think you have to i mean i do think you have to get new blood in though it's like why dogs and stuff get like hip dysplasia and stuff because they, yeah. just, they do that sort of thing and yeah. you definitely have to mix in um, new, new fresh blood to uh, to keep that from happening. So, let's, how often would you have to do it? Like every month, just I put a no, new. I have no idea. A new. What is a boy rabbit called? A sir. A new sir. I'm <laughs> sir rabbit. Sir hops a lot. <laughs> Officer hops. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> okay, back, back to our outline. <laughs> Off the insist. Should I, should we? Rosalind turned herself in. Uh, the, the saga seems complete. Well, probably not. I'm sure there's going to be some uh, some legal proceedings, and we'll probably get some juicy stuff out of that. Um, but, yeah, the 78-year-old, correct? She uh, looks good for 78. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, the owner of the strip club that uh, was raided and subsequently burned to the ground turned herself into the cops. So she is under police custody currently, I believe, unless she posted bail. She was released she... Tuesday, well, On bail? whenever this was made. Yeah, I think okay. so. Fair enough, then. She's out. Charged with keeping a place to sell narcotics, running a place for the storage or sale, blah, 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 Selling, blah, blah. running a place that... Nothing was... on here about prostitution, though. Um, There was for, yeah, for one of her workers, I think. Well, I mean, nothing against her for prostitution. I hope not. Well, I mean, like, she... <laughs> <laughs> She wasn't the pimp. Okay, <laughs> That's what okay. I'm getting at. Okay, she, okay. Wasn't, she wasn't the, the big mama running the show. Okay, cool. <laughs> the guy's name is Pippin, though. <laughs> How perfect. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I'm, 
I'm kind of bummed. I really, I'm sad that I didn't get to go check that place out. I know. Oh, and the sign's gone. Did you see that? that Someone snagged it? That bummed me out more than anything, yeah. <sighs> I wanted to get that. I know. Uh, <laughs> there was a burglary in, the burglary in Soulsbyville. The homeowner, homeowner reported seeing a man he knows, uh, identified as 29-year-old Joshua Hobbs, running from the side garage door carrying a box of tools. He followed Hobbs as he ran away and saw him jump into the passenger seat of a white four-door sedan parked nearby on Tracy Court. Uh, Deputy Oliver, I guess they called the cops, Deputy Oliver arrived and searched the area Hobbs was seen running from and found a small ornament belonging to the homeowner. A black cell phone was also found laying on the ground. The homeowner called the number he had for Hobbs, and the cell phone began to ring. Later in the day, dispatch received a call from Hobbs, reporting he lost his cell phone somewhere in Soulsbyville. The call was traced, and deputies contacted Hobbs at a home on Allison Way in Sonora. An older white four-door sedan was parked in front of the residence, and Hobbs matched the description given to the deputies. Hobbs was placed under arrest and booked into the Tuolumne County Jail for burglary. (laughs) (laughs) How sad. Yeah. (laughs) When I first saw the the headline, I thought the guy, like... It was robbing the place, toggled on the phone, like, oh, let me set my phone down and pick this TV up. Yeah. And, like, left his phone on the counter, you yeah, know, yeah. but still, he dropped his phone and called it, like, that's <clears throat> something I would do. Yeah. Hey, I was at your house a couple minutes ago, and I think I might have left my keys in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll give you your TV back <laughs> yeah, and I'll give me my keys. Yeah. Just let it go, bro. So, Broside got arrested for brandishing, of all things, a yard <laughs> ornament shaped like a trident. <laughs> it's um, legit a trident. It's a it's a it's a trident. Yeah, he made homemade. Yeah, he, yeah. he made he made it from home. Um, <laughs> just summarizing this, the police, the Sonora police, they were dispatched to a residence because the guy was disturbing or causing a disturbance outside the residence. Um, yeah, the. Shoot, I just lost it. When the residents left, the man dislodged an ornament from the yard and brandished it towards them. <laughs> um, the metal was about a three-foot-long trident, which would normally have been used as a stake in the ground. <laughs> and he had a nice ornament attached to the top. Um, so King Neptune's 22 of Sonora, and he's booked on suspicion of misdemeanor, brandishing a deadly weapon in a threatening manner. So don't piss off. King Neptune, or he'll go all broadside on you. <laughs> or did you, yeah, he made it right, homemade. I I don't know if he picked it up. I don't oh, know what okay, is. sorry. The initial report I read on the instant feed yeah. it said it was homemade, but according to the police report, it was a, an ornament from the front yard that he dislodged is and it? brandished it toward them in a threatening nice. manner. He's gonna get you with your yard ornament. Industrial quality trident. <laughs> Probably one of those things from Big Lots. I was like super flimsy. You yeah. can't even get it in the it's ground. It's rebar, without... dude. You see the picture? I didn't see. The oh picture. yeah, no, it's a straight up metal trident. He looks like yeah, he belongs. Uh... Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. That's so cool looking. Yeah. This isn't homemade. It that could looks be. I mean, it's, it's me. a welded rebar trident. Cool. Well, <laughs> good for him. props to this guy for thinking outside the box. <laughs> Uh, it's it's nice to see someone do things different for a change. It's not a handgun. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna banner tridents next. It's true. Um, we had a drone incident too. Oh man, uh, this is kind of more of a on the Facebook side of things, but this is a mess. Some happy people are getting trigger yeah. happy looking at drones. Yeah, uh, 
in Crystal Falls, apparently someone is flying a drone. I, I don't. I didn't get the whole story. Uh, or it, she, people weren't being very forthcoming with the story. But it sounds like the lady who posted it is a licensed like drone pilot. class one hundred seven or whatever the the regulation is. Uh, drone pilot. She has her license and then is also um, taking flying lessons. So she knows a little bit about um, how the stuff works. She was initially saying that. The guy was flying over the 400-foot threshold. She was saying it, yeah. She was saying but then that, she was saying he was creeping on people's houses. She was saying that the guy was flying above 400 feet, and then she was also saying that it's really concerning that the you know the privacy ramifications of someone flying uh, a drone over, over, over houses and such. Um, um, and people just came out of the woodwork saying, well, uh, if there's someone in my backyard with a drone, I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> they were even like posting pictures of like drone shot, like yeah. like yeah. stuff marketed to people to shoot drones out of this guy. Yeah. And so my thing is, if it's a registered drone mm-hmm. through the FAA, mm-hmm. yeah, it's FAA, not FFA through the FAA, and then you shoot it down, aren't you shooting down a registered FAA vessel? If nothing else, you're shooting down private property, it'd be a uh, felony, which is legally it? yeah, it'd be the same as shooting there. out a plane. Yeah. So. Um, the funny thing about the lady that was posting it, she kept saying that the guy wasn't in the line of sight, but she didn't know who was flying it. So yeah. how do you know if the guy's yeah. in the line of sight? Like, and 400 feet up, the line of sight could be... It could gigantic. be anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, literally, it could yeah. be, you know? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. People were going nuts on it, though. Yeah. It went from having, like, three comments to 150. Insane. Like, like, at 1 o'clock in the morning, too, it just, yeah. like, blew up. People... It, it was nuts. We were following it pretty closely, yeah. making some posts of our own, because... We like to, you know, stir the pot a little bit. Um, <laughs> What's crazy to me is like the amount of uh, the amount of people just anyone that was being critical of it. You know, they're saying, you know, uh, you, what do you even shoot? Do you even know about guns? That, Have you ever even touched a gun? Do you, like, what do, are you, do you talking about? Do you know how about? to do trap shooting? Yeah, yeah. I really want to be like that's where you trap the animal and shoot it, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I held my 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 fingers. I didn't post it. <laughs> It's just, uh, it's amazing because, like, the first thing you learn in, like, hunter safety, not the first, you know, one of the most important things you learn is, like, the distances that bullet travel, like a two, two, three round, and travel uh, upwards of two miles um, before before coming down. Um, and, you know, that's in a matter of seconds. Um, and the bigger calibers with more higher muzzle velocity and more uh, energy, they'll travel, you know, further than that. Yeah. And so, I mean, uh, and then one of the i mean like on the go to the nra site for the for the basic rules of gun safety know your target know what's behind know it. your target know what's behind it right You're responsible for every bullet exactly you fire. and, and like yeah this isn't like some uh some idiot coming up with this stuff this is like the basic rules of gun safety is like this is it's extremely unsafe to shoot a gun into the air and if you're but if you that, say that all of a sudden, you don't know how to shoot guns. Yeah, yeah. It's like Anybody, the number yeah. one rule that you know as a gun owner, you, you mentioned that, and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. you don't know anything about it's, guns. It's crazy. Anybody that knows anything about guns should know that uh, that's that's just not acceptable. But Well, know. the best part I have about it, oh, this drone's flying above my kids. Yeah. So I'm going to shoot it out of the sky while it's above my kids. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nothing bad can happen. I mean... It's people are just stupid. Yeah, They're, that played. No one was rational in that whole entire conversation. It mm-hmm. really. There was a couple guys that were trying to be rational about it, but no one was. No. I really feel like the lady just wanted to tote that she knew I, all yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I wish she she would have gave more information, but whatever. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, it's 
It's crazy. I want to go fly my drone up there now, to be honest. <laughs> I know. So the thing that I, when I was getting, because I have a drone and I have it registered. Yeah. But then they said for a while that you didn't have to register it if it was over a pound or, or under a under, pound. You yeah. didn't have to register it. I think it was it under anymore. half a pound. I think it's really small. But, well, I mean, they changed it for like like three oh, months. Okay. It changed yeah, yeah. and they like went back through and redid it. But if you bought a drone during that time, you didn't register it. Mm. You don't know the rule of 400 feet. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it seems like when you go get certified or you're like, you're licensed, now you know the rules and you have to abide by them. Right. You know, but up until that point, if you don't know the rules, you just do whatever the yeah. hell you want. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, well, where's the rule book for a hobbyist? Mm-hmm. You know, and where is it? Yeah. Like, I think there still is a limitation. Um, I think it's just the FAA airspace limitation. I could be wrong on this. Uh, I think that 107 regulation is specifically for commercial flight. Yeah. Commercial drone. Uh, you know flight um but i could be wrong on that i think that whole all that stuff's kind of crazy yeah because what happens when you have your computer flying your drone for you like yeah. let's say with a dji is you have the thing where like you can let it fly on its own path oh, or air map that air map yeah. app, have you seen that it yeah. just goes and like 3d yeah. scans so an entire what, what if property? you're not technically flying at that yeah. point and it goes and yeah. Yeah, i don't know i think there's i don't know i think it's a front that people have to figure out the laws on yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I think the FAA is still trying to sort it out, too. Yeah. I know the alarm is, yeah, since everyone flies drones now, you should put tarps up. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you guys know Google Earth has been, yeah. Google Earth is all that. Oh, yeah, there were so many like, people saying, like, the, that it's a giant privacy violation that people can can see in your back, you know? And like, well, yes, that was Google Maps, right? Well, it, it just, you go on I Google mean, Earth and it's even more detailed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, like, they're literally, uh, Sacramento, uh, you know, I think even... Downtown Modesto Sonora. Is, is, well, I don't know about downtown it, Sonora. It, when I looked at it last for oh, the, really? on Google Earth, yeah. They're 3D mapping it now? Yep. It, yeah, I mean, it's uh, they're literally like high-resolution 3D mapped detailed models of yeah. buildings. And like every house in San Jose is, yeah. is 3D mapped. Um, th- th- there's no... There's no expectation of privacy there. Like, there's no there's no violation of privacy there legally. No. From a legal no. perspective, that's just something that exists now. Yeah. Uh, so to say that someone flying a drone 400 feet up in the sky is, is somehow breaking your privacy violation is like it just you have to ignore the fact that, that anybody can go online and see yeah. this stuff. Well, and then they were saying like one of the people was saying, oh, for it to be a privacy violation, it has to have a camera on it. It's like if you're flying at 400 feet, you can't even tell. Yeah. Like, you'd, be, yeah. you'd be lucky yeah. to see the drone. From 400 drones. feet up, you're not you're not getting pictures. You can't see crap. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, and the fact that anybody can go to Columbia Airport, pay the guy, you know, sixty-five yeah. bucks or whatever, and fly over your house yeah. at with a hundred feet up, a hundred yeah. feet up, yeah. Uh, it's just you don't you don't have any reasonable expectation of privacy. I was gonna make a comment because I live close to the airport. I was yeah. gonna make a comment about shooting the planes down too. But I didn't <laughs> want to get on the list. <laughs> it's like all these low yeah. flying planes are. Oh my god! Yeah. They're I think in. someone might have said something on there. Yeah. You know, I'm sure a lot of what the people were saying would put some people on the list too, though. Like, yeah. well, I'm going to shoot out whatever I see. Crazy, like, That's, crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, hopefully no one dies and we're getting gunshot. Yeah. And it's happened before. It's documented that it happens all the mm-hmm. time. So. Yeah. Happens in the Middle East a lot because they like sort of celebrate yeah. at weddings and stuff. They just need to buy fireworks, firecrackers. Even. Yeah.